Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Jake Crumpler. What's up, fellow fantasy managers? Welcome back to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. My name is Jake Crumpler, and it's the weekend, so as always, I'll be taking over for Bubba as the host of the weekend editions of the podcast. You can follow me at Jake Crumpler on Twitter, and you can find all of my work at CrumplerBaseball.com. Let's dive into everything baseball-related from Saturday, August 5th, starting off with the transactions, injuries, news, and notes from around the league. Our only IL placement was outfielder Jake Fraley of the Reds being placed on the 10-day IL with a fractured left toe. Toe fractures can be tricky as they can take a long time to heal and can be difficult to play with. A left-handed hitter like Fraley puts all of his weight on his left foot when hitting, so a fracture of a toe on that foot could prove detrimental to his performance. We should get a better timeline in the coming days. Will Benson will see more time in right field, allowing Spencer Steer to shift to left field to open more playing time for Christian Encarnacion Strand and Nick Senzel at third base. In terms of transactions, starting pitcher Ayuri Perez of the Marlins will be recalled tomorrow to start. Perez was demoted to AA exactly one month ago to limit his workload, and he pitched to a 3.19 ERA with a 38% strikeout rate in eight starts in the minors. Perez will take the mound versus the Reds in Great American Ballpark in his return, and I think he's a must-add. Starting pitcher Nestor Cortez of the Yankees was officially activated from the 60-day IL on Saturday. He missed all of June and July with a strained shoulder, and Cortez was electric in his return, allowing just two base runners and one run while punching out eight in four innings. Outfielder Esteuri Ruiz of the A's was activated from the 10-day IL. He missed a month with a dislocated shoulder, and prior to the injury, Ruiz was the league's preeminent base stealer. He'll return to Oakland where he'll lead off and play center field every day while swiping bags whenever he reaches base. And lastly, second baseman Tyro Estrada of the Giants was activated from the 10-day IL. The Giants have been without Estrada for the last month due to a fractured left hand, and now that he's fully healthy, he'll get back to batting and playing second in San Francisco. In terms of news, starting pitchers Jose Urquidy and Brandon Woodruff are expected to be activated from the 60-day IL to start today versus the Yankees and Pirates, respectively. And before we look at the notable performances from Saturday, do you want to make some money making picks on MLB games? And you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick two to five players, get all of your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST, P-I-T-C-H-E-R-L-I-S-T, one word, all caps, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100, so you have some bonus cash to start playing with right off the bat. Again, that's UnderdogFantasy.com or Underdog Fantasy in the App Store. Sign up with promo code PITCHERLIST and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. 
You must be 18 years or older, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona, and present in the state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. And in Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789. Now we'll take a look at the notable performances from Saturday, a day in which we had a full slate of 15 games. We'll start it off with our hitters, leading off with Ryan Jeffers versus the Diamondbacks as he helped his team to a win, going three for four with a pair of long balls and four runs batted in. He's up to eight home runs on the year now. His first home run traveled 405 feet with a 104.4 mile per hour exit velocity, and the second one traveled just 355 feet, but it left his bat at 115.8 miles per hour, making it the hardest hit ball in Major League Baseball on Saturday. Jeffers hasn't changed much as a hitter in 2023 despite posting career best numbers across the board. He's been very lucky with a 400 BABIP and he still strikes out too much. However, it's not without some notable changes. Jeffers has improved at using the whole field instead of just being a pull guy. And most importantly, he's become one of the strongest hitters in baseball. He set a new career high max exit velocity this year at 117.4 miles per hour. And that previously mentioned home run would have also set a career high max exit velocity. And only four other players have hit the ball 117.4 miles per hour or harder this year and only eight did so last year so it's pretty clear that Jeffers has a standout skill in that department it's unfortunate though that one of the twins biggest offseason acquisitions was Christian Vasquez because if he wasn't a great defender making 10 million dollars a year Jeffers might have a full-time role without being the everyday backstop though Jeffers won't be viable in any fantasy league shallower than 15 teams with two catchers but his knack for hitting the ball hard is definitely something that makes him stand out among the swath of light hitting catchers Elvis Andrews helped the White Sox to a win in Cleveland, and Andrews' performance wasn't the most notable thing that happened at Progressive Field on Saturday, but it was the most impactful fantasy-wise. He went 3-4, for four, scoring twice with a home run, a double, two runs batted in, and two steals. His home run traveled 390 feet with a 99.4-mile-per-hour exit velocity, and a late career renaissance with the White Sox in the second half of last year earned Andrews a contract this offseason. During that renaissance, he batted 271 with a 119 WRC+, plus, nine dingers, and eight stolen bases. His numbers in 2023, though, pale in comparison to that run, but he hasn't lost his job somehow. Andrews owns a bottom 10 WRC plus among players with at least 250 plate appearances. And even after Saturday's big night, he still has just a trio of homers and eight swipes. He's barreled the ball just four times in 74 games entering Saturday and clearly doesn't have the power stroke he had last year when he hit the second most homers he's ever hit at 17. It seems age is finally catching up for him. He's 34 and he's on pace for his worst full season, according to F4, currently He's got a negative F war and Andrews is likely not someone who should be rostered in fantasy, but there is that one inkling of hope that he catches fire out of nowhere like he did last year. And lastly, we've got Freddie Fermin in Philadelphia as he did all he could, but the Royals went home as losers. He went two for four with a pair of solo home runs. His first home run traveled 386 feet with a 103.4 mile per hour exit velocity. And the second one traveled 389 feet with a 96.9 mile per hour exit velocity. He's up to eight home runs on the year now. Both of his homers came off of starter Christopher Sanchez so he was really a thorn in the side of the southpaw and Fermin is about as good as a backup catcher as you'll find in baseball he hits for contact and power and is a great defender behind the plate blocked by Salvador Perez for the entirety of his career Fermin is getting his first extended look in the majors and the Royals seem to like what they see already 28 Fermin has performed exceptionally in AAA across the past two seasons and has carried over his performance to the majors he's batting 308 with now eight long balls and an 884 OPS on top of that Fermin's handled the pitching staff 
well and has backed up his offensive numbers with enticing underlying metrics. He's a barrel machine and StatCast supports everything he's done. If Ramin gets a full-time role somewhere in the next couple of years, he could quickly become one of the better catchers in the game. But as of now, his playing time is limited and he's stuck in a dreadful Royals lineup, so his fantasy viability is minimal. But if you'd like a breakdown of the other notable hitting performances on Saturday, check out the Daily Batters Box article over on PitcherList.com. Now we'll head to the mound and look at the notable starting pitching performances, starting off with Tarek Skubal versus the Rays as he earned the win, tossing five and a third scoreless innings, allowing just six hits and a walk while striking out six. He induced 15 whiffs with a 30% CSW across 88 pitches. His fastball and changeup were his main weapons in this one. The heater got six whiffs with 31% CSW, while the changeup induced five whiffs on just 18 offerings, good for 39% CSW. And it's sort of surprising to see Skubal still rostered in less than 50% of Yahoo leagues. Since he returned from the IL in early July to make his season debut, Skubal has pitched to a 3.67 ERA and a 1.04 whip with a 31% strikeout rate across six starts. Those are really good numbers. And yes, the wins will be limited playing in Detroit, but he's a different and improved pitcher from the one he was in the previous three seasons. Skubal's inducing more ground balls than ever and has increased his strikeout numbers considerably while reducing his walk numbers about just as much. Most importantly, he's increased his fastball velocity two miles per hour to make him one of the hardest throwing southpaw starters in baseball. And so far, the heater has made up for the deficiencies of his secondaries, so there's even another level for Skubal to reach if he nails down his slider and change. I think he's a pitcher that needs to be rostered in every 12-team league, and at the very least, Skubal's an obvious streaming target versus the Twins next time out. Steven Matz had a big game in Colorado as yesterday's streaming pick of the day was successful. He earned the win, tossing six innings, allowing five hits and one run on two walks and six strikeouts. He induced 15 whiffs with a 34% CSW across 103 pitches. All three of his pitches, the sinker, changeup, and curveball recorded a CSW of at least 32% with his curve leading the way at 39% and his sinker pacing the pack with eight whiffs. Matz has had a weird season. He struggled to a 5.72 ERA in 10 starts to begin the year. Matz was then shifted to a bullpen role where he figured things out, pitching to a 2.81 ERA across 16 innings. And then starting on July 9th, the Cardinals decided to give him another shot in the rotation with the expected departures of Jordan Montgomery and Jack Flaherty on the horizon later that month. And that has turned out to be a wonderful move in hindsight. In six starts, Matz owns a 1.65 ERA and has found a groove with his sinker and changeup. His run should continue too as he gets set to take on the Royals in his next start. And lastly, we have Ross Stripling in Oakland as he took home the tough luck, no decision, tossing five and a third innings, allowing just three hits and one earned run, walking nobody while striking out seven. The right-hander induced 16 whiffs with a 38% CSW across just 74 pitches. And his changeup was unhittable in this one, inducing 11 whiffs, good for 48% CSW. And this was actually the best start of Stripling's odd first year in San Francisco. He set a season high with seven strikeouts, and it was also his first start of more than two innings in which he surrendered fewer than two earned runs. It's difficult to tell if Stripling's jumps between the rotation bullpen and IL have affected his performance. He currently sports an ERA of 5.21, but it's hard to blame things on that given that he has always been a swingman and that he's forgotten how to strike guys out this year with his sub 20% strikeout rate. There's definitely some bad luck as evidenced by his sub 4 XFIP and his top 25 overall PLV, and Stripling should remain on your watch list for occasional streams, but likely won't be joining any rosters for an extended stay. Stripling has the daunting task of taking on the Rangers next, and that's the start that I definitely avoid. 
But if you'd like a breakdown of every single start from Saturday, give the Plus Pitch Podcast a listen and check out Nick's daily starting pitcher roundup over on PitcherList.com. Now we'll head to the bullpen and look at the relievers that got saves and the closers that pitched outside of save situations or blew their saves. Starting off with the saves, guys, Clay Holmes got save number 16. Eric Swanson went for number four as he worked around a run. Bo Burieski got his first career save as he finished off the ninth after Alex Lang walked three batters across two outs to start the inning. Andres Munoz got save number five as he worked around a run. Will Smith got save number 20, the third time he's reached that total in his career as he worked around two runs and Craig Kimbrell got save number 19. In terms of closers to pitch outside of save situations or blow their saves, Aaron Bummer pitched the final two frames up by four and surrendered two runs for the White Sox. He's filling in with Gregory Santos on the bereavement list. Trevor May allowed an inherited runner to score in the eighth but was bailed out by his offense to earn his third win. Kyle Finnegan pitched the ninth up by four. Adbert Alzale also pitched the ninth up by four and allowed two runs. Devin Williams pitched the tenth in a tie game and earned the win after the offense walked it off. David Bednar blew the save in the ninth to force extras. Giovanni Gallegos pitched the ninth up by four in a maintenance outing and Paul Sewald pitched the seventh down by nine in a maintenance outing. But if you'd like a breakdown of the notable relief pitching performances from Saturday, check out the Daily Reliever Ranks article over on PitcherList.com. Sunday's edition was written by yours truly. And before we look forward to today's games, we're going to take a quick break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat, and that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Now we'll look forward to Saturday, August 5th, a day in which we'll have another full slate of 15 games. My matchup of the day is Brandon Woodruff versus Johan Oviedo. I'm not super excited to see Oviedo, but this is Woodruff's return from the 60-day IL, and I'm excited to see the ace back on the mound. In terms of probable starters, we've got four guys in the auto start tier, including Woodruff. We've also got Tyler Glass now in Detroit, Zach Gallen in Minnesota, and Sandy Alcantara in Texas. Our probably starts tier has seven guys, and that's where we'll find our streamer of the day in Luis Medina versus the Giants. He's finally figuring out his secondary and the Giants lineup has been pretty weak in recent weeks. I'd also keep an eye out for Jose Quintana in Baltimore. He's a lefty and he's been pretty solid since returning from the IL and he's pitching in Camden, which is great for lefties as he can avoid being bitten by the home run ball from right-handers. In terms of hitter suggestions, I would say Yankees hitters versus Jose Urquidy in his return from the IL. He wasn't particularly great before getting injured and now he'll be returning from the IL in Yankee Stadium and could still be shaking off the rust. I would also check out Diamondbacks hitter versus Dallas Keuchel in his season debut. Keuchel hasn't been good for a while now and the D-backs have varieties available on the wire and Keuchel will likely also be shaking off the rest. 
And lastly, I'd look at Marlins hitters versus Andrew Heaney. Heaney is extremely volatile, and the Marlins are a top five offense against Southpaws. And now we'll close things out with some relievers to watch. Andres Munoz threw 33 pitches on Saturday and has pitched in three of the last four days. So Justin Topa may be the next man up with Matt Brash having gone in back-to-back and in three of the last four. Kyle Finnegan has gone on consecutive days, but so have Jordan Weems and Andres Machado. So Jose A. Ferrer is the likeliest option to vulture a save today for the Nationals. And lastly, David Bednar has pitched in each of the past two days, so Colin Holderman should be first up if a save chance arises for the Pirates. But that'll do it for today's episode of the First Pitch Podcast. Make sure to head on over to PitcherList.com to check out all of the great articles and features we have on the site, including fantastic player pages and daily DFS suggestions. Join PL Pro to gain access to the Discord to interact with PitcherList staff and members of the community, as well as to utilize the in-season tools to help you win your leagues. That'll wrap up this edition of the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Jake Crumpler. Tune in tomorrow and every day for a new installment of the podcast. Bubba will be back with you on Monday and throughout the week, and make sure to enjoy the day as we are blessed with another day of baseball. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.